Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 90, and I'm drinking Palma, pomegranate liqueur. With each episode of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. I chose to feature Palma for this episode because I first tried the spirit about 12 years ago. I remember it distinctly, had an old bottle, picked up a new one for this episode, and I'll tell you why. Also, as a brand, it's had some staying power. It's spawned plenty of substitutes, but it still holds its own as probably the most popular pomegranate-flavored liqueur. I have a standard 750 milliliter bottle of Palma pomegranate liqueur for the tasting. It is 17% alcohol by volume, making it 34 proof, and it retails at $25. I actually got mine on sale, though, for $17.95. Such a deal. Packaging was updated in the last few years, but currently it's sold in a clear glass bottle that's slightly tapered up from the foot to the shoulder, but it's otherwise cylindrical. It has a gentle shoulder with a neck long enough to carry the bottle by one hand by the neck. It's topped by a reddish metal screw cap featuring the Palma logo on it. Labeling is simple. Everything is a matte finish silver, which pops off against the color of the liqueur inside. That's a red color of pomegranate juice. Also, this is a rather rare label in that the color is applied directly to the glass in a silk screening process. So there's no paper or plastic substrate between the label and the glass. The front label, again, is simple in design. It features the Palma logo type at the top with pomegranate liqueur below it. Then there's an image of some tree branches and pomegranate fruit hanging from them in silhouette. Below this is the text, made with natural pomegranate juice, premium vodka, and a touch of tequila. 17% alcohol by volume finishes the front. The back of the bottle has a smaller version of the Palma logo and the fruit above this text. Palma's proprietary blend of natural pomegranate juice, premium vodka, and a touch of tequila captures the delicately balanced, sweet yet tart taste. Palma brightens cocktails and elevates them from everyday to modern classics. A URL, barcode, and legal notice finish off the back label. Well, all right, let's crack this bottle open. Brand new fresh bottle and screw cap. Shouldn't struggle with, here we go. And as I do with all spirits on this podcast, I'm tasting it with a clean Glen Cairn glass. It's a whiskey nosing glass, tulip shaped, lets you see the spirit, nose the spirit, and of course, taste the spirit. So let's go for a pour. I'm also tasting it neat, which is room temperature right out of the bottle, not diluted in any way. In the glass, it looks just like it does in the bottle. It's a dark red color. Coats the glass as I swirl it a little bit. And on the nose, it's got a tartness to the nose. Uh, berry flavor comes through. There's a hint of alcohol as well, just ever so slight. Not a burn, more the, just the aroma of it. 
pomegranate for sure, but I also could confuse it perhaps with cranberry, though this is decidedly not cranberry flavor, I don't believe. <laughs> we'll try it here in just a second. Okay, let's go for a taste. Tartness, which is welcome. Oh, oh my gosh. On the finish, it is just pure pomegranate. Reminds me of being a child and getting to dissect an entire pomegranate and pick every one of the little seeds out into a bowl and then just, you know, the reward of eating a big handful of them and just sucking the juice. That's what this tastes like. It just smacked me in the face. Woo, pomegranate. I'm going to try another taste. Mm. Appropriately tart. That is surprising. Tart is not usually a flavor I get with liquors or liqueurs. It's rather refreshing. It's sweet enough. It's not cloying. You can feel a little of the alcohol in the finish. Just a bit of warming. So you know that it's alcoholic. But you don't really taste it. Let's go for another. It's a really nice pomegranate, pure pomegranate flavor. I know there's tequila in it, and I'm hunting for tequila flavor, and I'm not finding it. There's no citrus notes or any of that that maybe I'd expect to come through. I'm going to give it fourth taste here. It's got a, a thicker mouthfeel to it. Pomegranate flavor is what it tastes like. Now let's talk history. Palma was launched in November 2005 by Heaven Hill Brands. It was promoted as the world's first true pomegranate liqueur in the initial press release, but some people may debate that. I'm personally not aware of pomegranate liqueurs that were on the market before Palma, but plenty of options have come along since. However, pomegranate as a flavor has been around spirits and cocktails since round about the turn of the 20th century, showing up sporadically in some cocktail recipes as grenadine. Indeed, grenadine in its true form is a pomegranate syrup. But like most people today, I grew up knowing grenadine simply as red-colored sweetener coming from a familiar Roses brand bottle. Dashed in with 7-Up or Coke, it made a Shirley Temple or Roy Rogers, respectively. Grenadine created kid cocktails when I was growing up. Grenadine was also synonymous for me with the juice left in the jar of maraschino cherries. Another maligned cocktail ingredient of old, give episode 47 on Luxardo a listen for more about these cherries. But no, grenadine in this high-fructose corn syrup with citric acid and red number four is not what grenadine was originally intended to be. For a deep dive into grenadine, I'll provide links and show notes to the Alcademics blog on the topic. So, Palma is pomegranate liqueur, but it's not intended to be alcoholic grenadine. Though it can be used as a substitute, if you like, with some modification perhaps to the sweetness in a drink. In hindsight, creating Palma seems sort of like a no-brainer. 
It's a flavor long associated with drinks, but it had lost its way with the rise of pre-made mixers and cheaper ingredients dominating bars. Heaven Hill Brands, Palma's parent company and creator, also was well-timed in the launch of the spirit as pomegranates were experiencing a surge in popularity and very much a trend in the early to mid-2000s. The health benefits of the fruit were being portrayed most notably by the then-new popular consumer brand of pomegranate juice, Palm Wonderful, which had only been introduced a few years earlier in 2002. The press release launching Palma starts with this subheading, Forbidden Fruit No Longer. World's first true pomegranate liqueur is leading new temptation in the spirits world. They went on to say in the release that it was a product which embodies the mystical, mythical qualities of the pomegranate. And they don't stop there. It also reads, Palma, pomegranate liqueur, appeals to today's trendsetters through the rich history, spirituality, and alluring taste of the pomegranate. So yes, there's a fair amount of PR spin in there and marketing speak, but I'm not one to knock PR or marketing folks. I make my living as a marketer and it affords me the opportunity to create this podcast. And truth be told, most of what they said in the press release proved to be true. Pomegranates were the hot new thing and Palma has proven to have staying power in the market. Palma was test marketed in 2005 in New York, Chicago, Miami, and Southern California with results being very positive. In designing the liquid product, I think Heaven Hill did a good job of retaining a lot of the tartness of real pomegranates. It certainly came through for me in the tasting. They could have easily created a cloying, syrupy liqueur that was too sweet, but Palma was designed for mixing, and so they kept the sugar to a minimum and the proof as well. 34 proof, or 17% ABV, allows the flavor to be added to a drink without overpowering it. Palma was made available nationwide in the U.S. in 2006. In the fall of that year, a trade and consumer media campaign was launched. I don't know what the budget was, but it was not a shoestring because ads ran in Vanity Fair, Vogue, and InStyle magazines for consumers featuring scent strips like perfume ads. Palma rode the wave of pomegranate popularity and promotional dollars to a place in many bars and consumers' liquor cabinets. Sales in the second year in the market, 2007, were of 60,000 9-liter equivalent cases. I first bought a bottle of Palma in fall of 2009 or 2010. I know this date because I got it as an option for a featured cocktail at a black-and-white cocktail party my wife and I threw for a number of years in a row, we had dubbed our Nosh and Sip Soiree. We should bring that party back. Actually, it was a really good one. We did not end up using Palma for the cocktail, and sadly, the bottle languished for years, and it was unceremoniously dumped after having been open for more than a decade. At only 17% ABV and with some fruit juice in it, the flavor can go off, I know. The liqueur doesn't necessarily spoil, it isn't toxic or moldy or anything like that when it's old, just that it will oxidize and become not the flavor intended. As I mentioned earlier, Palma got a packaging update recently. It was in 2020 for the 15th anniversary of the brand. The original bottle had a thick, heavy base to it, 
It was a tall, square-sided, rectangular bottle with rounded edges to it. It had the same type of silver screen-printed label, but a whole pomegranate tree was depicted. The neck had a foil wrap with a cork stopper. In reference to the update, the Palma brand manager was quoted as saying, This new package seamlessly modernizes Palma as an elevated, versatile spirit it has come to be known as within the industry. By the looks of the new bottle, it's likely a lower cost option to produce. A new ad campaign and updated website coincided with a packaging refresh. By all appearances, Palma seems to have held on to its place as a popular liqueur brand, and though I've discovered about a dozen or so other pomegranate liqueurs available for sale, the only ones you may routinely see are the more bottom-shelf offerings from Dekuyper or Bowles. One thing I did note in my research on this episode was that the retail price of Palma has remained unchanged since launch. Price in the press release at launch had it at $24.99 for a 750ml bottle in 2006. That's the same price today. So now, let's talk about how it's made. Not much specific product information is available. What I have been able to dig up comes from press releases and some inference and educated guesses I'll make. What I do know is that Palma is made with the juice of California pomegranates and premium vodka plus imported tequila. As far as proportions go, we don't know. One source I found referenced elderberry and grape skin extracts used for colorings, and they may have an impact on flavor as well. Adding something to keep the color consistent seems logical to me. As for the premium vodka, that could be code for neutral spirit, but it also could be for bottle-proof vodka at 80% ABV used in the blend. And Heaven Hill, Palma's owner, has several brands of vodka in their portfolio, though I'm not sure I'd personally call Burnett's a premium vodka. I'm sure Heaven Hill has access to plenty of quality vodka to use in Palma. Next, for the touch of tequila, Heaven Hill currently owns Luna Azul and Two Fingers brands of tequila, but at the time of Palma's launch, Heaven Hill had Two Fingers, El Conquistador, and Arandas brands. So they most likely source the touch of tequila from the supplies from one of those brands. Because Palma is a liqueur, it therefore would have some sugar added to sweeten it, but it's not overly sweet. This is a good thing. The brand also promotes it's just 54 calories per ounce. That makes Palma actually less caloric than an ounce of 80-proof vodka. Last thing we know about production is Palma is bottled in Bardstown, Kentucky at one of Heaven Hill's distilleries there. So now, on to cocktails and consumption. Palma has been hailed as a very mixable liqueur and would fall into the same category as something like Chambord, featured in episode 36, or St. Germain, episode 42, where it works as a great modifier to a classic cocktail. Palma and champagne or other sparkling wine is a good example. The same with a margarita or mojitos. A dash of Palma changes your regular cocktail into a pomegranate one. There's plenty of recipes available on the website. So in summary, what do I think of Palma, pomegranate liqueur? It's good. I have not had it in its proper fresh form in uh, probably 
since 2010 when I bought that first bottle. Tried it then, and then it just sat on the shelf. We were going to use it for something special. We didn't drink a whole lot back in the day. Um, And I revisited it early on in this podcast series. So early in COVID, around my first few issues, dusted off the old bottle, gave it a a swig, and I was like, ooh, this is terrible. (laughs) And then as I became more educated on spirits and realized, ooh, at this low proof with real fruit juice, it's likely gone bad. And I didn't have a concept of spirits spoiling because higher proof spirits that are not liqueurs tend to not really spoil. Whiskey, for instance, doesn't really go bad. Um, But a liqueur definitely can. And so the Palma that I had, that old bottle, ended up dumping it. I also wasn't even going to create an episode for this. It had been on my list for a long time, but I was a bit discouraged that I just couldn't find enough of a story to tell about the brand. But I decided, hey, you know, as I get into it, maybe it'll just be a short filler episode, perhaps. Actually, ended up, there's enough here to to tell. So, Palma, it uh, is definitely available most everywhere that you are. Heaven Hill Brands has got good distribution, readily available in the U.S. and Canada. I'm sure if you're out of market in Europe, India, other places like that, you might have to hunt it down. You may need to import it, buy it online off some website, and unfortunately pay too much in shipping. All that aside, in tasting it again, I'm really pleasantly surprised at the tartness. I like a lot of Amaro, which are bitter, and I've enjoyed trying all different spirits, liquors and liqueurs. That's why I started this podcast 90 episodes ago. Now was really just to drink more and explore the flavors of distilled spirits. Palma stands apart. It's different than What you're going to find, it's just really pure pomegranate flavor is what comes through to me. Might have to make a uh, grown-up Rob Roy. So that's going to do it for this episode of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Please subscribe and share. Tell your friends. Show notes are on liquorandliqueurconnoisseur.com. And I must say, if I did not have the reference material out there on the internet that I list in show notes... I wouldn't be able to produce most of these episodes. So my thanks go to all the reference material that gets listed. You can also find the show on Apple Podcasts and your favorite podcast platform. The show is also active on social media. Be sure you follow me on Instagram. I love hearing from my listeners. So if there's a spirit you'd like me to feature in an upcoming episode, please do let me know. And as always, thank you for listening.